Hello, and welcome to the Crispin Commentary Daily Mortgage Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Crispin. Thank you for listening this Monday, March 15th, 2021. Topics on today's episode include creative sales techniques, my interview with longtime industry veteran Bill Sheriffs, and the latest inflation scares in the bond market. I'd like to thank today's podcast sponsor, MCT, and specifically their MSR services. Whether you are getting your agency approvals, selling through co-issue, or actively growing your portfolio, MCT offers a suite of tools along with an experienced team to help you with all of your mortgage servicing rights needs. Visit mct-trading.com to help you choose the right combination of services to achieve your MSR risk management goals. Here we are at the Ides of March, only two weeks until the end of the first quarter. Time is flying by, and time is precious. Last night, I slept on the couch to cut down on my morning commute. It worked. Rates have moved higher in 2021, as certainly the pressure is on rates to move higher rather than lower given the expected end of the pandemic and the resulting economic benefits. Some MLOs are fretting, while some are moving ahead with their business plan regardless of rates. In terms of salesmanship, there are some creative techniques out there. Like the Girl Scout who sold 300 boxes of cookies outside a marijuana dispensary. For the link to that story, as well as those for employment opportunities, Broker and lender products, services, and trainings. Go to robchrisman.com. I really hope you are enjoying these interviews I've been lining up for you. Today we have Bill Sheriffs, Senior Director, MSR Services, Sales and Operations at MCT. It's quite a fancy title, but I think it behooves you based on how much industry experience you have, whether that's uh, capital markets, you started out at Fannie back in the 80s, or structured transactions, credit risk, mortgage insurance. The, the list goes on and on. What actually brought you to MCT? I was very intrigued by MCT for, for a couple of reasons. Uh, they have a great reputation in the industry for being customer service oriented and also incredibly innovative. If you think about uh, some of the things that, uh, that MCT has uh, brought to the market over the last five plus years, They've been on the cutting edge of many technologies and uh, also leading the charge relative to API uh, connections uh, with the GSEs, leading the charge relative to uh, improving the overall ability to analyze trading alternatives with our BAM marketplace solution. So I would say it's the, the people, the customer service orientation, and then innovation. And speaking of innovation, uh, I heard that MCT might have some new reporting launching this month. Uh, can you talk about that a little bit and, and how it might, may help your clients? Yeah, so when you think about uh, the, uh, the MSR asset, uh, we, we have been uh, developing a, a technology that is actually going to be tied directly into our uh, MCT Live uh, platform. And uh, it'll allow our clients to, which they already can, but it's actually not uh, currently connected with MCT Live. So via an API, MSR Live and our EBX, that's our enhanced best execution a solution will be tied into MCT Live, which will allow our clients to very efficiently um, right inside the system, determine which loans uh, they should uh, retain relative to servicing and which uh, loans they should release. Um, and that will be based on uh, break-even points, tax implications, 
and uh, and the, the other various elements or considerations for for servicing. So it'll we're excited about it, and uh, we're planning to uh, to launch that uh, that API uh, at the uh, the beginning of April. I might <laughs> I might have to back up here a second. A lot of our listeners are on the origination side of things. Can you briefly explain the MSR asset and why it's so important for various companies and their bottom lines? Of course. So the MSR asset. I mean, let's start with uh, what's what, what does MSR stand for, and that's mortgage servicing rights. When uh, originators um, would like to retain servicing, that is an asset. They have to obtain that approval through the GSEs, Fannie, Mae, or Freddie Mac. If they have the approval to do that, uh, they are actually taking responsibility for servicing those loans, uh, managing the cash flows, managing the loss mitigation efforts, uh, et cetera. And in exchange for that, there is a spread. So for example, if the, uh, the, uh, the note rate is three and a quarter percent, uh, 25% of that, which is the minimum for fixed rate collateral, is uh, carved out to pay the servicer to perform those functions. So as uh, entities retain uh, mortgage servicing rights, that asset grows and it becomes an MSR portfolio that needs to be managed uh, like any other asset. There are cash flow uh, implications uh, that need to be monitored. There are tax implications that need to be managed. And um, that's uh, something that uh, MCT does uh, very effectively with, uh, with its, its clients. And how has that asset evolved over the last couple decades or the, the decisions to retain or release become more nuanced? I would say that it hasn't necessarily become more nuanced. It's, it's interesting because that 25 basis point minimum servicing strip um, has been in place uh, since the 80s, uh, maybe even uh, uh, back to the, uh, the 70s. So it's been a long time. There have been uh, a number of uh, sort of uh, uh, requests by customers to modify that minimum. Uh, some have challenged uh, whether or not it should be at that level. Uh, but it remains at 25 basis points. But what I would say is that it has become much more sophisticated as far as uh, actually retaining or releasing. Clients uh, with technology and with the data can get a lot more granular about which loans it makes sense to keep versus release. And uh, I guess the other element to that would be actually uh, financing your MSRs, which also requires approval from the GSEs. But here's an asset that you can actually a leverage by borrowing against that asset. So you can finance that asset effectively, uh, use it to, to increase your capital position, improve your capital position to actually help contribute to um, your overall liquidity. A lot of the decisions for retaining versus for releasing come down to maximizing profitability, but how does one actually mitigate the risk on the MSR asset? A lot of clients would view the origination side versus the servicing side as sort of a a cross hedge. So as production uh, increases, um, oftentimes that's uh, driven by refinance, refinances. And naturally, your own portfolio, if uh, rates are declining, refinances are increasing, uh, that means that your existing portfolio is running off. So that creates a natural cross hedge. As production is rising, servicing portfolios are declining. So that balances out your profitability. The opposite is also true, that as uh, production declines as a result of interest rates climbing, 
the value of your MSR portfolio is actually increasing. So there is a natural, what people call a cross hedge, um, that exists when you actually retain servicing. For entities that don't retain, that hedge does not exist. So they're basically exposed to the, the increasing and the decreasing of uh, interest rates and vulnerable to profitability volatility and revenue volatility. And last year would have been a drastic example of that, where we saw MSR values essentially go to zero in the wake of the onset of the pandemic. What are you hearing about current market conditions for MSRs and, and uh, those looking to sell them, those looking to buy them? Yeah, it's interesting because what uh, the pandemic really exposed is, or maybe highlighted, is the importance of having the approval with the GSEs to actually retain servicing. Uh, without that approval, you are at the, I guess, the whims of the, uh, the aggregators and uh, the non-GSE uh, investors, which they can back off. They can uh, step out of the market and therefore what you were expecting relative to returns on your servicing release premiums uh, previously might have been four plus or three and a half plus uh, that goes to zero. So certainly that exposes, uh, you know, your, your operation and uh, puts pressure on, on revenue and, and overall profitability. Thankfully, as the pandemic has uh, gotten much more under control, I think uh, originators and servicers have a better handle uh, today on um, some of the uh, cash advance responsibilities, the forbearance exposure that uh, many uh, servicers or not, if not all servicers feared uh, when the pandemic hit. Uh, that is, seems to be much more understandable today and therefore multiples are either at or close to uh, pre-pandemic levels. So uh, uh, it has recovered. And uh, we are anticipating, as a result of that, many servicers that had grown their portfolios in uh, 2020 and 2021 will likely come to market with bulk MSR transactions. Uh, so that uh, activity is increasing, and we expect it to actually accelerate uh, either in the third quarter and fourth quarter of 2021. And to add on to that, uh, if you could if you could put a little bow tie on this, what what lessons were learned from the pandemic and and from that episode of servicing value showing all this volatility? I think the number one lesson is for originators that aren't approved with the GSEs, if you have enough capital to achieve that approval and have an operation that is tight from a, a credit risk perspective. Uh, that I would pursue those approvals. I would also say that if you're approved with one but not the other, I would recommend that you get approved with both because it just gives you more flexibility. And as uh, we learned from the beginning of the pandemic where multiples went uh, to zero, and in some cases actually less than zero, not having any flexibility relative to outlets, relative to takeouts, really does expose an operation. So uh, I would just say the biggest lesson is to make certain that you've got flexibility and diversification relative to uh, your investor outlets. What are some considerations when evaluating bids and negotiating contracts for MSR sales? Well, there's a long list and uh, you know these deals are being done uh, every day, every, every week. But uh, some considerations would be you know, what's the, the makeup? What relative to you know, Fannie, Freddie, or Ginny? Uh, how much is conventional versus uh, versus government? And then also, uh, what's the uh, what's the interest rate profile as far as the weighted average uh, interest rate? 
Uh, is it at current interest rate levels or is it below or is it above? Given uh, the makeup, you know, that will uh, tell you whether or not you'll, you'll drive a premium or, or not. So if the market is currently at, uh, you know, let's say it's at three and a half percent, you've got a portfolio of weighted average note rates of two and three quarters. That's going to drive a premium because that production is going to stay on the books for an extended period of time, which is attractive to uh, bulk MSR um, buyers. And then geographically, you know, from a prepaid speed perspective, is this in a fast state, you know, California versus Florida, or is it in the Midwest? So those are just a few uh, considerations that buyers and sellers uh, should look at as they uh, consider either, again, selling or, or buying. But there's a long list, but those are a few of the uh, you know, sort of top of mind elements to, uh, to consider. And then I guess the last one would be just size. I mean, scale is important. So the larger the deal, the more efficient, the more scalable, the better price uh, you would anticipate. The smaller deals, uh, uh, sometimes you... Uh, might not even be able to generate enough interest uh, to make it uh, make sense. Thank you for that. And I promise I'm not exaggerating when I say I think you're one of my favorite people to to speak with in the mortgage industry, uh, just for your your knowledge and your breadth of experience. Uh, and and uh, it's, a, it's a real pleasure talking to you. So thank you for taking some time to, to come onto the podcast. Yeah, I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you, Robert. Inflation, both real and expected, continues to dominate financial headlines as economic conditions improve and another round of stimulus begins to make its way to households and businesses. Glancing at bonds, and therefore most MBS on Friday, last week closed with more concerns over inflation getting out of hand, which pushed 10-year and 30-year treasury yields to their highest levels since early 2020. Much of the concern revolved around the bailout fueling an explosion in growth that ignites price pressures. Data Friday also supported the inflation narrative, as producer prices in February rose the most since 2018. Despite those fears, Fed Chair Powell is likely to reaffirm a non-tightening policy stance at his APRE FOMC meeting press conference this week. In addition to the FOMC's latest decision and updated summary of economic projections on Wednesday, central banks around the world will also have meetings that investors will be paying close attention to. Domestically, Economic releases of note during the week include retail sales and industrial production slash capacity utilization. Today's economic calendar is essentially done and dusted, with New York manufacturing for March up 5.3 to 17.4, strong, the best since late 2018. The MBS purchase schedule sees the desk conducting three operations totaling $6.3 billion, the only day on the current schedule in which they will conduct an operation in each class. We begin the day with agency MBS prices, roughly unchanged, and the 10-year yielding 1.62% after closing last week at 1.64%, mostly due to minimal news. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. There have been a lot of requests for my Irish accent lately, so here's another joke to showcase it for you. Patty and Murphy are working on a building site. Patty whispers to Murphy, I'm going to have the day off. I'm going to pretend I'm mad. He climbs up the rafters, hangs upside down and shouts, I'm a light bulb. I'm a light bulb. Murphy watches in amazement. The foreman shouts back, Patty, you're mad. Go home. So he leaves the site. Murphy starts packing his backpack up to leave as well. Where the heck are you going? Asks the foreman. I can't work in the friggin dark, says Murphy. (laughs) Thanks again to today's sponsor, MCT. 
Over the past 20 years, MCT has evolved from a pipeline hedging services specialist into the industry leader for fully integrated capital markets, software, and services. Anchored by its comprehensive platform, MCT Live, MCT offers the innovative technology and bespoke client support needed to elevate your business. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at Robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.